As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. And it is another Hoops Adjacent episode of the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. Wait a minute, wait, wait. Why am I in D.C. and the Warriors are in D.C., but neither Marcus Thompson nor our guest, the fantastic Zena Kita, are... Why are you not in D.C.? Why aren't you here? I feel like we got to speak to the superiors. There's something wrong here with this equation, especially you, Marcus. You should definitely be there. I told Marcus he should flex and just tell Slater Mm. to go to hell home because I'm just going to the White House and that's how it's going to be. Why aren't you here with your dubs? Dubs talk live on NBC Sports Bay Area. Well, I'm I'm wearing my athletic hat, right? I got stuff to do with the athletic, of course, first and foremost. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm loving all the coverage coming out of DC. It's so it's always so dope to see them like all dressed up and formal, and and it's really cool when they take the opportunity to like use that opportunity to go to DC. I don't know if you just saw that they were talking about gun control, Steve Kerr and Steph Curry, and like I I love all the coverage. I wish I was there one day. That is yeah. a goal one day, yeah. which means the Warriors need to win another championship. So yeah, well, well, let's talk about that as Marcus gets his <laughs> issues. I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, it's funny because I was I was obviously at the game on Monday. They they beat the Wizards, which you know, okay, they beat the Wizards. You know, like, um, but it was odd to me the vibe I got from lots of people, and as you know, the whole everybody was there. Everybody was there and it was weird. It was, it's not like, I know they want to win another one, but I didn't get the sense that they were like throwing everything into their mm. title defense. <laughs> like it was like, you know, it'll be nice to win another one, but that, that title they won last year, I think really, I think not that they're satisfied, but I think they are, you know, not, maybe not as driven as they may have been before. What do you think? You see them more than I do. I think it's, I think it's fatigue. I, oh, it takes true. so right, much right. Yeah, to yeah. have this level of success year over year, every year. Like, yes, the Warriors did have that what year and a half where injuries 
allow them to kind of take a break, quote unquote. Yeah. But they have been performing at the top level for years. And then they've also had a target on their back for years and continuously putting out that output and then having everyone in the world talking about you and everyone in the world in your business. and, And you're just trying to just continue to produce. I think that that's what it is. I mean, when you hear uh, Steph Curry talking in his press con- his pressers post game, you hear him talk a lot about desperation and yeah. and doing whatever you can to right the ship. And like, so yeah, I definitely do think there's a little bit of you know desperation ball happening. But they're they're tired, <laughs> and because they don't have that depth that they used to have, the starting lineup is having to do a lot more than they typically have. And so you might see it as not being driven. I just kind of feel like, Hey, it's the middle of the season and they're tired. So it's the Chris rock syndrome. (laughs) Why is Chris falling asleep in class? Chris tired. (laughs) He's tired. I mean, I'd be tired too. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Steph Curry just let like sat out 15 games and had to come back and immediately play 34 and 37 minutes in his two of three games back, 41 points. Like imagine you just want to come back and take your time to get back into the rotation. It's like, no, no, no. We need you to put the team on your back again. Sorry. Like that's what you have to do. So I think hey, that that's maybe what we'll 15 games off. What do you want? You want another five games? <laughs> no, it's you not even that. Andrew Wiggins or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to take a shot way back <laughs> See, I bet you Steph wants that treatment of like, let me work my way off. Let me thaw out a little bit that Andrew's getting right now. But I bet you Andrew doesn't want that. Andrew wants to be back, you can tell. But Zena, this brings up a question that many Warriors fans have been talking about. Mm. It feels like they were supposed to be prepared for this. It feels like one of the things, the themes going into this season was you have all this depth. You got Wiseman, you got Kaminga, you got Moody. Mm. Uh, you think they call it depth or they just called it you got all this youth? It was both, but Draymond and them didn't expect to play like this. They were like, no. hey, we got we got we got other guys. Did did the chase for wins early and Steve Kerr going with the vets? And you know, maybe maybe Jamichael Green and Dante, they were promised something. Like you come here, you're gonna get minutes, but you think that's hurting them now because these guys aren't ready to play big minutes because they haven't been playing a lot. Like Moody just didn't play. He, he barely plays. I would say that's like actually one of my biggest frustrations is at some point you have to show that you trust this new generation, right? They keep talking about these two timelines where the vets and the youngins and also bringing in a Dante and a Jamichael Green. It's like, do you trust them? And it's so strange because it's like your vets have your trust and then randomly you're two-way players have your trust Mm -hmm. and then no one else does. And I did not understand how Moses Moody played as well as he did against the Spurs and then gets six minutes against the Wizards. Like I, I do think that that was a mistake in that there wasn't a consistent trust of these younger guys earlier in the season for them to get the rotations in the minutes. And you would imagine that the, the sending James Wiseman to the G League and what they did last year with Moses and Jonathan Kaminga, sending them to the G League, bringing them back. You would think that that would show, okay, we're going to give you the Jordan Poole treatment. Go to G League, show out, do your job, come back. We'll give you the time. And you're just not getting that. And so I I do think they've, they've messed that up a little bit. Well, you said something critical. You said go to the G League, show out, and then mm-hmm. come back. You, you, mm-hmm. You've been there. 
is is the show did the show out happen for who which ones for james wiseman i i think so i you know i've i've read a lot where people are like well he didn't have much of an impact and blah 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 but what it was in my opinion what was james sent down there to do i think the number one thing that he was sent down there to do was build his confidence because he was playing at the nba level a little scared um a little timid right but when he got down to the G League, the first few games were a little bit of that. And then he got into his rhythm. And you saw him playing against really formidable centers, Nehemiah Skada, who's now playing with the Kings, right? And, and had a great game against him. Could have done some more things defensively, but still had a solid game against him. And so I do think he made an impact. I am confused as to why you do that you send him down there to get the confidence and then you bring him back and you don't give him the minutes that you want him to continue building that confidence with because at the end of the day all of these young players this new generation of basketball they need that validation they need that ability to go in there and know that Steve Kerr wants them to play and wants them to have minutes and if they make a mistake they're not going to be immediately yanked out that they'll have a little bit of room to grow and i just don't know if that that's really been provided yet. So I do think he, sh- I um, I do think he performed well and he did what he was supposed to do when he went to the G League. When it comes to James Wiseman, you know, coach, I, I just you know, you know this. Coaches want to win the game tonight, and I can't. It's hard that's for true. me to see Steve saying, "Yeah, let me just roll with Wiseman here for about fourteen minutes, and and it'll be good for him in April." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but meantime, meantime, we're down seven with three minutes to go. You know what I mean? Like, so I just. To to me, what what's interesting? I mean, all of this is is interesting, but the fact that they did bring in Jamichael Green, they brought DiVincenzo in. I think Dante's had some good minutes, but he was not good the other day in Washington, not at all. Um, and I just wonder in there if you if you injected Bob Myers and everybody with truth serum, if they would say we we really made a mistake letting GP two go, like we really made a mistake. I mean, GP2's played like, what, three games? Yeah, this I know, year? but I, still. I don't know if he would have helped. That doesn't mean, just because he got summer. hurt there doesn't mean he would have gotten hurt at Golden State. You know or what I'm saying? Or maybe he got hurt because he did leave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Facts, too. Yes. I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I've been the one saying you got to keep GP. I don't care what happens. Like, nobody was more right? perfect for yeah. what they need to do. Yes. But, you know, there there were concerns about. His injuries, DA. Like you know, what what would George be saying right now? What like I mean, if Steve said, "Yeah, I'm going to run these guys," he got one major problem. Well, he's got three major problems. <laughs> if he's like, "Yeah, we're going to give 14 minutes to these youngsters," <laughs> yeah, we're going to develop it. He's going to have a problem with Steph Curry. He's going to have a problem with Draymond Green. He's going to have a problem with with Clay Thompson. Yeah, and you know, probably throw Andrew Wiggins in there too, and Kevon Looney. So. He's, he's, and that's, that's where that's where I think them not getting the, what they – I mean, you again, you all see them more than I do, but obviously Jermichael has not kind of produced the way that they had hoped, and I think Dante's been up and down. And to me, those are the guys, if you're going to let Peyton walk and you're not – you're going to let Otto Porter walk and, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, Oof, my heart. You know my what I mean? Heart. Like those guys have to <laughs> perform then because otherwise you are depending on the young guys to Marcus's point, which the vets are going to go – we may try to win another chip here, and I'm not sure these are the guys that can help us do it. I'm curious, Marcus. I, I've always had this question. What I don't know enough about Jermichael Green, but 
from what you remember in his acquisition, like what was he supposed to bring? Was he supposed to be a fill? I mean, Porter. I know he was supposed to spread. He was supposed to spread the floor, but in the way that Otto Porter did, maybe with those corner Porter. shots, et cetera. Yeah. But his shooting has not. I mean, has it? Has it? Is it a down year? I just don't. I don't quite get that. Yeah, you know, they they were looking for a four who could play some five, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of what they were looking for. Uh, but you know, you put him next to Draymond, you put him next to Wiseman, which is what they were doing. Mm. Like he's more of a three that can play four than a four that can play five. And they already uh, they have wanted that. him to do a, Yeah, they wanted him to do dirty work. They wanted him spread the floor. They figured he can, you know, he can guard bigs. And I think they learned like what they had in Auto Porter was just a little bit rare, right? A little bit unique. Mm. Uh. Because Otto would just have these moments, man, where he would just take over, right? Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, that dude was a top five pick and got the hundred million dollars. Right, right, right. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he was oh, yeah, the third pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a little reminder there. He, he was nice. Uh, so, just in case y'all forgot. I also, I also think Jamichael's a little bit older. Learning a warrior system is hard. Like, that's, mm. that's another element. You just don't walk in and know how to play with Steph. Like, it just yeah. Don't, yeah. It don't, it don't work that way. So... I mean, bottom line is last year they just they just nailed it in a way you don't nail it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't right. nail three veteran right minimum <laughs> deals. Like you don't you don't get that type of production. So they tried to run it back, and it didn't work. But the backup was you got Kaminga, you got Wiseman, you got Moody, and that 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 kind of that kind of hasn't worked out. The other guys, you know, I want to ask you about mm. you talked about him going down to the. uh G League. Jordan Poole had this great year last year. He was huge for them when Clay was out. He ended mm-hmm. up being pivotal in the playoffs, in the finals, won a championship. And he came back and it's been like, you know, down and up. Like <laughs> up and down. Sure. Where where are you with Jordan? Where, where are you with Jordan Poole? What are you seeing from him? And are you with the rest of the the fans, worst fans on Twitter who seems to can't stand them. I'm not with the fans on. Oh my God. The, tw- <laughs> the Twitter mob, I will say, is just ridiculous. Like, I'm always a big proponent of if you cannot do what these players do, please hush. Like, please do not comment on nah, it. because the- then we all got to shut up. So, nah. I'm- no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm talking in the sense that. I can't do none of it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the way they come for him is insane. Um, But no, I think that. There is, yes, there is some inconsistency with Jordan Poole. I wish I knew where it comes from. And I do think it has something to do with the the mental game of, am I the man tonight? Do I need to be the man tonight versus Steph's here or, you know, Clay's here. So I don't need to be the man tonight. And so when the pressure is off, he balls out and he shows up and he's fine but when the pressure is on and he has to be that voice on the court that usually is Steph or mostly Steph not even just Clay usually is that voice through his play but he has to be the person that's running around the court and being chased and making everyone move and all the above i just don't know just like you said you don't just come in and know how to play with Steph Curry but you also don't know how to just come in and become Steph Curry and so i think that he now has the mental game of where do I fit in now that Steph is back? 
plays back and we're trying to chase the championship. But I also now have this big contract that everyone's telling me that I need to fulfill. Again, I don't know Jordan. I don't know him well. I've not talked to him about this, but I would imagine that that plays into why some nights are on, some Man, nights are that's off. An but easy he's got fix. A, but then he's that, but how? How do you how that do that money don't come till next year? I'm like, yeah, I'm still <laughs> that's getting three point nine million. Like, uh, y'all y'all can expect thirty thirty million dollars play for me when I'm getting thirty million dollars. That's that, that's yeah. next year money. <laughs> I mean, I know he ain't thinking that way, but that's how I'd handle it. Like, no, oh, I ain't get that money yet. <laughs> I still got these rookie deals checked. If you could, if only you could think like where where entire all of Twitter is reminding you every day that that money is coming. And should we have given you that money? Do you deserve that money? It's a lot to handle, especially I you know what is Jordan twenty? They're babies, He's like they're children. <laughs> I look great, okay. Black don't crack, all right. But I am I am of the dial up era. Y'all take things okay? differently than than old heads no, 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 like me no, and Marcus no, no, do. Y'all no, take no, stuff she, differently. She, she I'm washed. I'm, I'm an AOL baby. I remember what it sounded like for internet remember to it. start. You up. remember you were five okay. when AOL was going up. Please, Come on now. Stop please. It. I'm Stop just it. saying. I just you, I do. Weren't you just 30, 30 voices, new voices under thirty like five minutes ago? Don't please. Stop hey, it. Hey, <laughs> hey, Zena. We all we all babies to DA. He always be acting Come like he just was born last night. All right. <laughs> I know. Boy. I, somebody told me. I said I did this thing yesterday pregame. With some other people, and they were like, "You did you you talk really good." And I was like, "I just you just think I'm your grandfather." And she said, "No, you're just my really cool uncle." And I thought that was nice. <laughs> I thought that, that was a very nice, sweet. That was That's a nice way sweet. of saying you're really old. <laughs> <laughs> you're older than me, and you're full of wisdom. That's what she just said in saying that. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I want your expertise. Marcus knows this. Um, mm. Maybe there may be some folks that don't know that Zena is a real underachiever, having gone to Yale University. 
and played on the team for three years. She's a real underachiever. <laughs> but as as a former player at a very high level, what do you see when you watch this Warriors team? What are you seeing that maybe people like me and Marcus who just talk about it but never were about it do? Oh, don't say that. That's that's a lot. Um, no, that, by true. the way, everyone, we, we don't know nothing. <laughs> I was a late bloomer. I started playing basketball late in life. Okay, so I'm not like a baller. Okay, with the A at the end. But um, it, it's 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 the same thing that everyone's been saying. Like there is a a communication breakdown. There is a there's a gel that is not happened yet between the guys who have been there that have the pedigree that have the 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 identity as champions and this new group that hasn't really earned any of that yet like i'm not trying to take anything away from you know the younger guys that were on the team last year that obviously won a championship they are champions and they earn that and they that's theirs but there's a there's a there's a level of I know where you're going to be on the floor. Like, I'll, I'll put it like this. I remember when I was in high school way back in the day with my AAU team, we had uh, one of our, our point guards and our guards in general. They would just come up the court and literally without speaking, not saying a word, it was just an eye dart of being able to tell someone, cut across the paint. I got you on, on that baseline, you know, on that baseline jumper or whatever it is. And it was just a matter of an eye dart. And people, it was just because these players have played together for so long. And you look at things like even on the Washington Wizards game where Jordan Poole is going down the middle of the, the paint and Kevon Looney thinks that's going up because that's what he would expect out of his guards. And instead, Jordan tried to, you know, toss him a pass. And it's like, that's communication. That's we don't know each other well enough yet. Mm-hmm. And even with the championship under your belt, there's still not that. We just we just know how how we played together, and there's still a lot of learning to do. You're starting to see it with the way that you know Draymond does his little behind the back DHOs with you know um, with Jordan Poole the way he does it with Steph and the way that he does it with Clay. So you're starting to see it somewhat offensively, defensively. It's not there. It's just not there yet. Like there is no click yet for the two. Timelines. It's just so that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a team that knows each other so well in the starters, and a team that, and even if you look at Andrew Wiggins, who's technically later to that addition, he's a later addition to that group. He just has played at such a high level, and he's a smart basketball player that he's been able to just click. But the rest of the team is still trying to figure out, you know, how do we fit into this? And that's what I see. We watched kind of, uh, you know, Kaminga go through the Steve Kerr, you know, you know how Steve Kerr is with these young guys. DA, you know Steve Kerr ain't fooling with these kids. <laughs> but uh, we've watched him go through that, and it looks like he's come out of it. He's hurt now, but he's played and got himself into the rotation. Uh, now Moody's in it where he's not playing, and I'm wondering, like, who do you think, based on, you know, watching them, especially in Santa Cruz, like has the mentality to kind of get through this, that to be able to survive the kind of young guy hazing <laughs> or the young oh, that's guy. Easy. That's easy. That's that is Moses Moody and Patrick Baldwin Jr. Easy. Those two are old souls. Patrick Baldwin Jr. might as well be his father. Like the way that he looks at the game and he's not having a great year. Uh, like I don't think he's playing to the level that he wants to play down in Santa Cruz. His, I think he's like averaging. from the three, which is like 
kind of strange for him. Um, and he's also, but he's in a position where he's learning how to be auto Porter, that four play five type of position right now. So he's got, he's figuring things out a lot, but he's very patient and he's willing to learn all the above. Same thing with Moses Moody, Moses Moody, you talk to him. I mean, he has like adages that you would say, you know, David Aldridge, my uncle, you guys could have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moses Moody is that. And he'll Remember say it, some uh, things where you're just like, I wonder he was that. He's, he's when coming to what? America. Remember, Moses Moody is 134 years old. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's, like, he's got the oldest soul. And, and what comes with that is just, he really does have a, this is part of the process. I'm sitting for a reason. I'm under, you know, he's always willing to hear what Steve Kerr has to say about why are you sitting or what is it going to need, you know, what are you going to need to do to get to the next step? When you talk about people that are around the team, the player development um, or, you know, David Fatoki, the GM of the Santa Cruz Warriors, anytime you talk to those guys about Moses Moody accepting and, and learning and wanting to grow from where he is right now, they always talk about how good of an attitude he has. And I feel like those two are just like, it's not even a question. Another person who has really impressed me with their, um, not only willingness to grow, but ability to grow is Ryan Rollins. He is someone that at the beginning of the season was just a little bit all over the place. And it's mainly because he was, he's a two, he's a scoring two that scores off the ball, goes up, dunks against people, all that stuff. He was doing that in college. Like it was nothing. And then he came to the league <laughs> and he realized, okay, I can't do that against everybody because everybody's as good as me or better. And he would, he would fish dribble. He'd be like trying to find something. He, you know, dribble a lot and turn and the ball over a lot. The glass. <laughs> and, yeah. He would just do, he would be doing a lot. And he, I think his game has significantly improved. Um, I think he probably still has more to learn about the offensive schemes and just knowing where he's supposed to be now that, you know, being in that, that more point guard position as opposed to a two guard position. But he, his maturity around that has been really, really amazing. And um, even in talking to him, like his interviews have gotten better with my, my post game sideline um, <laughs> interviews. Like he's, That's he's definitely all about so. DA. Of That's course. All about. <laughs> you gotta make sure you gotta make sure. So you, you feel like Baldwin might be good. You feel like Baldwin. I mean, Baldwin shooting 44% in the league and 30% in the G league. That's telling me he don't need to be in the G league. Like get him out of there. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't, I, I do think I, the thing about Patrick Baldwin Jr. is because of his basketball knowledge, he looks at the game like a coach. Like he, yeah. you can see coach him when he's son, on the, right? So. right. He's a coach's son. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I just feel like that sort of mentality is valuable anywhere. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've, st I've stood beside James Wiseman and I've done an interview with him and I stood beside Patrick Baldwin Jr. And I remember after my first post-game interview with Patrick Baldwin Jr. I walked right over to Kevin Dana, who does play-by-play -play for Santa Cruz, and I said, he makes me feel smaller than James <laughs> does. He is a big guy. And it's it's funny that they just now are realizing, wait, we could play him at the five. Like, we could use him not necessarily, like, as a, a stretch three and four. Like, we can use him as a stretch four or five. Mm -hmm. And he can rebound. He guards well. He goes straight up. Um, when he's defending the basket, I mean, yeah, I think he's, you get the right person to develop him. 
and heck, the, the Warriors got the right person, right? Um, mm-hmm. Brought him in for for James Wiseman, but like, work work with Patrick. I think he's. I love Da. Sound like she's saying Trey Wiseman. Trey, Trey, I did no. not Trey, say that. Trey him and Kaminga. like Trey him and Kaminga. Didn't this sound like what I'm saying is what I'm saying is Kavon has played a lot of games and he needs some solid backups. And there's James, and now there's this new option too in Patrick Baldwin Jr. You never know. Well, let's get let's get you out because Marcus got to go to class. So let's get you out. Like on this trade deadline piece, like. Oof. I don't get the sense that again that they are going to be aggressive, but could mm. they? Could they? Could, do they have the luxury of waiting for the buy, buyout market? You know what I mean? Like, do they have to do something before the trade deadline and actually go get somebody that can help them? Man, or they, do they just they wait too, for the buyout market? They two hams. They ain't got nothing. What are they gonna deal? <laughs> they got. What they they got? got three youngins that can deal at any time, anytime they want. Is all I'm saying. Well, I mean, theoretically, <laughs> but uh, Zena, do you feel like the 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 guy who pays the bills has made them available <laughs> on the market yet? You feel like he's like get rid of them? Yeah. That's one thing too. Like Warriors ownership loves these guys, which I love. I love their belief in this young core. So I don't, I don't see it happening, but. I also don't see it financially happening. Like I'm just trying to like I'm just trying to figure out value exchanges. And I and when you look at the way that this warrior te- this warriors organization and and team looks at the value of these players, yeah. not necessarily right now, but in the future, I it's going to take a lot of talking to pump up another player from another team to be worthy I'm of thinking, exchanging. I'm just thinking about guys on expirings like Jay Crowder, who's just sitting there not doing anything right now. You know what I mean? $10 but million. they're dollars. definitely not giving up talent for a dude who might surrender dude who's, for a couple of months. The only like, person, yeah, the only person I can imagine I know, them doing anything for. I know, I know, I know. They need, they need young. They yeah. want size. Yeah. Right? And so obviously who person down at the Spurs is the person that everyone's talking about. Yeah, Pertle, yeah, Pertle, Pertle, but they can't get Pertle because Pertle looking for $100 million next year. He looking for a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like he de- he's, he he's declined get his, it, what, $50 you know? million? He declined. Yeah, that's yeah. what he, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's looking for a lot that's of money. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be a guy that, that you could potentially resign. You don't have to pay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. six times his salary in luxury tax to resign him. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> So it's a it's yeah. a it's a puzzle. I think they're hamstrung. I mean, but DA, this is the this is gonna be the crux of the matter. At some point, you gotta look at Steph Curry in the eye and be like, Man, we're we've decided not to do everything we can to help you win a championship. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> we've mm. decided to give you six young players who probably can't play in the playoffs because right. they can barely play in a regular season. Well, you throw Kaminga in there, right? Like Kaminga can play, so that's five. Like, how do they do that? Yeah, that's the and conversation. Then, and then I don't turn know. around and not pay. And then Draymond's going to be up. Right. And then Clay's going to be up. Like, I mean, we've seen dynasties in, like, dynasties I mean, you watch quick. it in this way. But that would dynasties be the dumbest way to end this dynasty. Like, that would just. Mm. Well, the Bulls the Bulls would say that was the dumbest way to end the dynasty. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> As Jordan yeah, Pippen and, like, and Phil Jackson about that someday. Uh, I don't. Do you, da, do you see where that's where this is heading? Basically, anyway, like it's going to be. They're not going. They won't get to make it to the Brady stage where they just like yeah. they're on the playoff stage. And it's like all right. They're I done. mean, the Draymond piece to me is is going to tell you everything how that is handled. Like you know, like 
the assumption by everybody is he's going to opt out. But I'm like, what if he opts in? You know what I mean? Like, he could opt in. Yeah. Like, it's not inconceivable he could opt in, you know? <laughs> I'm um, just really, I'm nervous now. I wasn't thinking poor, like, I wasn't thinking one way or the other, but that Taylor Rooks interview, when he quote said, the writing's on the wall, I'm like, but what did you see? <laughs> yeah, but I mean. <laughs> but what's the writing? And I'm just, now I'm like. Look at the teams that have capital. Yeah. And tell me Draymond Green's going to want to play for any of those teams next year. Any of them. I just don't believe that. I don't believe I don't that. Either. <laughs> Bigger either. question. Zena, can this Warriors team be halfway decent without Draymond? No, I I do not believe that. I do not believe that. And I Dude. and that's why I think that's the problem is Draymond fits this Warriors scheme. I don't know how he fits anywhere else. I can't even really see it because remember, his thing is defense and distribution. Like that's his, that's his bread and butter. And he's got the right people around him to do that at the Warriors. Dude, they were the 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 Wizards, and I'm saying this is no cap. The Wizards were slapping them around for three quarters. And then then yeah. some hecklers started heckling Draymond. Pads, yeah. And he woke yeah, up. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> and the I'm game so was over when he woke up. <laughs> game over. <laughs> right. But see, but, but that but here's but listen, some people can't like that's not even in them to get heckled. And to yeah. get riled up, right? Yeah. Some people just get riled up and they still can't perform. Right. So what does that show? Like right. they still so have it the there. They still have but it that's over. what I'm saying. Like he's got that thing. He can just, he's the guy. He's the catalyst. You know, you guys know this. He's, he's a catalyst. No, he's a, that's a great when word When he for starts he playing, they're unbeatable when he starts playing. You know, like... But the question is, can he play 82 games like that? Probably not. Can he play another five years like this? Probably not, right? So that's that's the – it's the dilemma. And it's it's going to be fascinating to see how they kind of work they were through solving or answering all of these questions. So right, right. I'm just looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to more of Zena Keda on the Athletic NBA show with us because this was fantastic. This was you fun. Great. Thank you for having me. Guys, but, also, David Aldridge follows me on Twitter, so yes. well, I'm official. Now. Thank you. <laughs> Marcus also, also masters from Wake Forest. I'm just saying, you know, like she's, she's, she's stupid and smart. She's wicked smart, like they say. Man, wait, wait. <laughs> All you got to do is ask her about her sister. I'm so dumb. <laughs> I'm so A whole everyone. family of underachievers. <laughs> you, she's a slacker. In a <laughs> oh, you this is so much love. Sports, I can't even. You want to be I a sports media? Why would you do well, that? Okay. I, I want to follow my heart, mom. I want to follow my heart. Guys, is that she's what like, you told your mom, Marcus? She's like the Kembe Matumbo who came from a family like, of doctors. You know, like, yeah, right. I want to play basketball. <laughs> No, All right. Where I'm from, they were like, yo, you go. Where you from? It's like, ah, I guess you're on TV. I guess they count. Says the people who have written books, the people that are actual published writers. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. I'm thank just you. so glad you're on our team. I don't know how we got you, but I'm glad we did. Thank you. Thank you to whomever convinced you to come work with us because <laughs> we're happy. I appreciate the opportunity. This was fun. Yes, Always absolutely. All right, leave that five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you hear this fine American podcast. Now, Marcus, Marcus, if they can't be bothered to leave five stars, what do they need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. 
It's gonna make you do <laughs> Zena's homework from college. Exactly. And it was really what you can't do. It you cannot really do that. A lot of papers, y'all. Work. Just a lot of papers. <laughs> economics stuff I couldn't even. I know nothing. About. <laughs> <laughs> We're out.